Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa. Good afternoon, Tuscaloosa and Internet World. How are we doing today on a wonderful Wednesday? Happy Hump Day, everybody. I hope everybody's having a great day. It's beautiful out here in Tuscaloosa. I hope it's beautiful wherever you guys are listening to the program. Welcome in to the Joe Gaither Show right here on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com. I'm Joe Gaither. Obviously, you can follow me at Joe Gaither6 on the Twitter machine, on Instagram, on Facebook. You can find the show on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter live right there on our social medias. Of course, you can always watch it on playback on YouTube, on Bama Central's YouTube channel. And then you can also listen to it on Spotify, Apple Apple Podcasts. Excuse me. I always say Apple Music, but it's Apple Podcasts and Amazon as well. A lot of our listeners coming from the Apple Podcasts side of things. So I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in and listening to the Joe Gaither Show right here on Bama Central. All right, we're going to have a fun show today. I really uh, hope to keep the momentum rolling. Oh, I recognize, I understand that it's the worst week in sports. It's the slowest week in the summer. It's the, oh, goodness gracious, like you had Major League Baseball All-Star Game on last night, and congratulations, the National League winning winning the All-Star Game, I think, what, first time in 10, 12 years, something like that, 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 that the National League has won. But, look, I'm not a huge Major League Baseball fan. Uh, you had the ESPYs on last night, but I didn't. Look, who cares about who the ESPN awards go to? Like, this is the slowest time in sports. But we are about to ramp back up. The Major League Baseball, Baseball All-Star break will end fairly soon. And next week is SEC Media Day. So there's still a lot going on. You just got to get through this real week, the second week of July, always, really from 4th of July till that second week of July. Very, very slow time in sports. So I appreciate everybody jumping in and joining me today. What are we going to talk about? First, we're going to talk about two recruits who uh, who committed to Alabama on Sunday that we skipped over, really. Uh, well, one, I was distracted Monday, obviously, because we had Julian Sayan on the program. If you missed Julian Sayan, go, go ahead and tune that tune in uh any of the playback spotify apple music or watch it on youtube you can see julian saying and i's conversation right there on bama central's youtube page uh so monday i kind of like washed over the commits that happened on sunday and then yesterday when i was doing weekend weekend review i was taking all my notes and then didn't even hit it didn't even go over it i was uh when, when i finished the show i was like 30 minutes after the show i was like oh my gosh i didn't even talk about the two recruits that alabama got committed in, well really three on sunday but i'm just going to talk about two because uh two is two came from the 2024 class we're going to put off uh zakai hilton zakai hilton from the 2026 class so i'm going to talk about the two commits from sunday Xavier brown and justin okoronkwo i'm going to talk about Brandon Miller's strong game last night. Brandon Miller having his best, his his best uh, performance in summer league last night. Yes, the Charlotte Hornets still lost because they stink, but Brandon Miller looked a lot more comfortable. Looks a lot like Brandon Miller last night on the court. So we'll talk about that as well. A uh, little just a drama in the SEC as you, you're kind of stirring up on the social media side. Florida, a lot of the Florida fans are upset, unhappy with on three sports. As on three sports, we hit it on Monday. On three sports put out. Uh, their re-rankings, Alabama benefiting with Julian Sayan being re-ranked as the number one overall quarterback in the 2024 class. But on three sports periodically does re-ranking and the Florida Gators, the Florida fans are livid, are upset, are unhappy with on three sports because a lot of their recruits got knocked down a peg here or there. Uh, we're going to talk about that, the drama as well. And then Alabama is going to be in the mix for one more player tonight or one more commitment tonight. So it's going to be kind of a heavy recruiting show today as we've kind of 
fallen into our niche right here at BamaCentral.com. We really appreciate Chris Walsh putting us on. Make sure you guys are reading all of our work at BamaCentral.com. You can check out right now uh, a piece that Blake Byler put out right there on the cover. Mr. Sam Walters coming in to Alabama Basketball's program. And I know our friends at Blue Collar Unplugged just put out a new podcast, what, two days ago, yesterday. Uh, so you can hear those guys talk about Muhammad Waiki and Sam Walters and all kinds of other basketball-related things. Everything Bama-related right there on BamaCentral.com, the Sports Illustrated home for the Alabama Crimson Tide. All right, so let's get into it. Let's get into a little bit of interesting um, recruiting. The, the two commits that Alabama got over the weekend, Justin Okoronkwo and Zabian Brown. Now, Xavier uh, Brown, a lot more people more familiar. Let's start with Xavier Brown, and we'll, we'll, then we'll talk about Justin Okoronkwo. Xavier Brown became Alabama's third cornerback to commit to the uh, to, to commit in the 2024 class. So Alabama is basically going to be done with corners for the, re- for, for the rest of the class, unless someone decommits. I anticipate Alabama to say these are our three guys. You got Jalen Mb- Mbakwe, Jameer Grimsley, and now Xavier Brown. So these are the three guys that are going to make up the 2024 class and let's just talk about it first Zabian Brown is rated by 24-7 sports by the the, the people who kind of run things as the uh the sixth best recruit in the state of California rated the number 57th best recruit overall in the class and uh rated the sixth best corner in the class so he's highly rated he's highly respected a top 60 recruit in the nation uh top 10 corner in the class and so you love to see that you obviously look at his other offers and you see Alabama Ohio State and USC made his final three he ended up choosing Alabama on Sunday great choice for you Xavier Brown we know uh Alabama started to get a little bit of a reputation with the with modern day the modern day Monarchs over there. Thank you so much, Bryce Young. Bryce Young with the Modern Day Monarchs, Tommy Brown, and uh, Eli Ricks. Obviously, Eli Ricks went to LSU first before transferring to Alabama. But look, those three guys in recent memory, Tommy Brown, Bryce Young, and Eli Ricks, all coming from Modern Day High School. Xavier Brown's high school. Xavier Brown, look, if, you, if you're not familiar with California football, that's okay. Modern day is one of the is the cream of the crop. They are out there at the upper echelon. They're they're operating probably top five program in the state. Uh, they ended up going twelve and one last season. Xavier Brown uh, earned a starting job as a sophomore. Now last year he was a junior. As a junior, thirty six tackles, thirty six tackles, three interceptions, five pass breakups, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. Now Xavier Brown uh, basically got in, got got into the starting role as a sophomore. And really, uh, kind of asserted himself as a junior. Uh, wh- what do I see when I look at him on film, and why did Nick Saban like him? Nick Saban likes him. Uh, well, first, he's six foot one eighty, and I know Alabama fans are like, "That's not that's not the measurables that I want to hear." Uh, I, I'm with you. It's not the measurables that I want to hear. But he doesn't really. I mean, he play. He, he obviously he plays at six foot one eighty, but he doesn't really. I don't really think that the size becomes an issue. Uh, I look at his. You put on his tape and you put on his film, and you can see a lot of great attributes. Yes, undersized, uh, undersized corner, but he plays like it. Uh, let's see. Lateral quickness and agility. Okay, I, I took several notes looking at it, at his at his film. Uh, lateral qu- quickness and agility, ball skills, finds the ball in the air very well. Physical tackler and fighter were the notes that I wrote when, when, when I was looking at Xavier Brown. I see Xavier Brown, look, he got beat a couple of different times uh, on film. 
but his recovery was incredible. He was all full go in, in, in the entire film, the entire film session that I was able to watch. Uh, he was full bore, 100% all out, balls to the wall, uh, playing his tail off. Now, I think he has nice lateral quickness. A couple of double moves got put on him during this film, and he was able to stick right with the receiver. Very good man-to-man coverage skills as a high schooler. As a high schooler, you got so obviously that's that's got to translate to the college game. But Xavier Brown was playing through the receivers' hands many, many, many times on all on pretty much all his pass breakups, playing through the receivers' hands, not afraid to mix it up. Maybe a couple times got a little early in on the ball, and he'll obviously work on that going into California, going into play for the modern day Monarchs for one more season. But Xavier Brown, look, I think he's gonna gonna be, gonna be a guy that Nick Saban sees the attitude, sees the uh, the fighter in him, he, he obviously undersized. We we hit that already, but I think he he performed very well in run support. Like I said, thirty six tackles. Uh, he, he performed. Very, he had great play recognition. I I think he just looked like a guy who. Um, maybe knows okay my, the physical abilities, the physical tools are not, not necessarily there. He the effort, the effort jumped out on film as I'm watching Xavier Brown always just going hard a couple of times. Got caught with his eyes in the backfield, but was able to just turn and run and recover. We had Kendall Hollowell on what two or three weeks ago talking about defensive back play. Zabian Brown really exemplified, oh my gosh, if I'm beat, just turn and run, turn and run, find the ball, eye contact with the receiver, and fight through the hands. He did a great job with that. Now, Nick Saban will, Nick Saban will, oh my my gosh, I just got a little internet bump. I hope that my internet is going okay. Uh, Let me turn the internet off on my phone. There we go. So that that the computer isn't sucking it, it isn't a... (laughs) Oh, I hope the, uh, the the broadcast isn't going uh, modulated because my internet warning just hit me. Uh, so, look, Xavier Brown, I think, is going to make for a fine corner now. You're not going to get many more inches out of him. Yeah, as a senior in high school, maybe he might grow another inch. He might grow another two inches. Uh, but but you are going to be operating with an undersized corner. But that's not a bad – that's not always a bad thing. Now, you're not – not every corner is obviously going to be Kool-Aid McKinstry. Uh, but, I, but, but I think Xavier Brown's going to present uh, an attitude, an edge to this class. And I think that really the three guys, Jameer Grimsley, uh, Jameer Grimsley, Jalen Mbakwe, and Xavier Brown, really put together a nice cornerback class. Now, look, if, if a five-star pops up, if somebody wants to flip, an elite prospect wants to flip, Nick Saban will probably make will, will make room. But it's my prediction that Alabama is done pursuing corners, cornerbacks, with three corners already in the class. So Xavier Brown commits. He committed about 4 o'clock on Sunday. What happened right after I got out of church on Sunday was a little bit more surprising. Uh, and, and, you know, I'm very happy to have this surprise. On Saturday night, let's back up to Saturday night. Saturday night, Justin Okoronkwo decommitted, publicly decommitted from the University of Maryland. He was committed to the Maryland Terrapins with our buddy Mike Loxley. Uh, but he, but on Saturday night, opted to decommit from Maryland. And we obviously see why on Sunday. On Sunday, about 1230, I'm getting out of church, get the alert. Justin Okoronkwo commits to the Alabama Crimson Tide. And I think people are like, okay, who's this guy? What's the what's his story? Three-star linebacker. I don't like that. Well, let's dig a little deeper. Dig a little deeper. Justin Okoronkwo, six foot three, six foot four, two hundred and twenty-five pounds, reportedly, thanks to our friends at On Three Sports, reportedly running a four three five forty. Huh. 
Fast, fast, fast. Okay, what do we know about this young man? He's German. He plays for the Nuremberg Rams. He plays for the Nuremberg Rams and right outside of Munich. I, look, I'm not a German map expert. So he, he, he's right there outside of Munich playing for the Nuremberg Rams. He's only been playing football for three seasons. And he's right at 19 years old. Right at 19 years old, only been playing for three seasons. Gets kind of hooked up with PPI Recruits, uh, an international scouting service run by Brandon Collier. And hopefully, I would love to have Brandon Collier on. Uh, but re- but really, Justin Okoron quote. Um, I think Alabama gets, is getting a superstar. You see three stars on the uh, 24-7 sports, on the on three sports, on the rivals accounts. You see three stars listed on them. But I think that's a foolish ranking. I think, well, okay, you got to back up. One, I have a little crimson colored glasses because he's come, already coming into Alabama. But I think that this young man has a lot of ability. His raw skills, his raw talent makes me, oh my gosh, salivate. Okay, so we hit the German aspect. What positions did I see him play on film? He recently put out some some film from uh, the last five, uh, five or six games that he played this previous season. And this man is all over the field. Yes, I think Alabama is recruiting him as a linebacker, but this man is all over the field. And I'm not kidding. He's playing linebacker. He's playing inside linebacker. He's playing outside linebacker. He's playing kick returner. He's returning punts. He's running down on the kickoff team. He's covering punts. He even took some snaps at quarterback, taking the snaps under center, and he's even taking snaps at wide receiver. My man is doing it all. Justin Okoronko at six foot three, two hundred twenty-five pounds. Really, when I put on his film, I'm sitting here reminded of okay. If I were a high school coach. I would be using my best athlete everywhere on the field. You remember we had Ronnie Cottrell on a handful of weeks ago, and we appreciate Ronnie Cottrell from Mobile Christian High School. Uh, he, he came on talking about Deontay Lawson and Sterling Dixon. Deontay Lawson already on the Alabama roster, and he said when Deontay was on my team, I used him on offense, on defense. If the game was on the line, I wanted Deontay Lawson involved in the play. Well, I don't know this German coach, and hopefully we can get in contact with Justin Okoron quote and, and pull him in for an interview. That'd be amazing. But it seemed like the German coach uh, followed the same philosophy: put the best put the best athlete uh, right in the middle of the play for every key moment. Justin Okoronkwo, he was able to run back some kicks, get, get huge yardage on special teams. And really was probably one of the bigger players on the field, was one of the bigger players out there on that German field. Now, that's where you wonder. That's where you wonder about the three stars, if the three star, if that kind of or that ranking is right, because the competition on the other side, look, it's not Alabama high school football. It's not Georgia high school football, California high school football. It's German kids trying to learn the game. And everybody's obviously at a different level developing and learning the game over in Germany, but we can you know, we can be playing to be honest and say it's not the same as Georgia high school, California high school, Texas high school football, even Alabama high school football. So you don't know if if he's playing against a bunch of scrubs. But what you do see on film is a hugely physical player running at full speed, bowling guys over, making huge tackles. Uh, he looked like, honestly, he looked like Reuben Foster making a lot of tackles out there. Now, granted, I want to back us up. I want to back us all up and, and remind us we're playing against inexperienced German kids. I mean, 
well, this is no disrespect to Germany. I, I, I want to be respectful of all cultures and, and, and everywhere. Uh, but American football is a little bit newer, you know, catching on. I mean, it's popular in Germany. It's popular. Um, but it's not like it's not like soccer. It's not like uh, inter- international basketball. It's catching on. It's not like rugby. But uh, so, so you don't necessarily have the uh, the high skill set that you might have over in Alabama and Georgia and California and Texas, this, that, and the other. But here we go. Like, Nick Saban, Nick Sa- this guy's already been to camp. Justin Okoronkwo has come to Tuscaloosa two different times already, camping uh, at several different colleges last year and then also camping at several different colleges this year before uh, receiving the Alabama offer and committing to the Crimson Tide. Coach Saban knows what he's doing. Coach Saban can see talent. Now, yeah, the, 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 what's on tape is like, okay, I wonder if you're playing against bums like Joe or, or if you're really playing against future, you know, future college players, what you can really do. But Justin Okoronkwo has impressed Coach Saban enough to give him that scholarship opportunity. At six foot three, 225 pounds, I anticipate him uh, assimilating very well into the Alabama weight room, into the Alabama strength and conditioning program. He looked like a high-level football player on the film that I saw. Now, I want to address uh, just some comments, just some stupid social media comments that we saw. And we've seen, I've seen this now for two straight seasons. Uh, last year, let's back up. Last year, Alabama signs and uh, well, gets committed and signs Olasa Lennon. Olasa Lennon from Finland, offensive lineman from Finland. Now he's a true freshman. Uh, Olasa Lennon moved from Finland to upstate Connecticut, I believe, uh, to kind of assimilate to the American culture, get used to, get used to life over here, play American football more. Uh, His father was an NFL Europe player, and and he got him into football. But Olasa Lennon moved from Finland to Connecticut, right? And then it obviously comes to Alabama. And you're seeing last year when he commits, oh, my gosh, Nick Saban can't go get an American. Why can't we fill this scholarship spot with an American? Now, look. America, yay, roll tide, you know, God bless America, absolutely. But what, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? Because we saw the same comments. I sure wish Coach Saban would have used, used this scholarship on an American. Uh, I sure wish he did. He could have found an Alabama boy to use this scholarship on. Justin Okoronkwo um, is going to be a talented football player. And look, don't you all want Nick Saban to bring in the the 25 most talented football players that he can find each recruiting class? Don't you want to have the most talented 85-man roster that you can have? Who cares if they're from Timbuktu, if they're from USA, Alabama, Canada, you know, Mars? It doesn't matter. Once they come to Alabama, uh, they become Crimson Tide. They become members of the Alabama Crimson Tide. Now, look, Coach Saban's done this over – you know, sprinkled it throughout his program. You, you remember Jesse Williams, Jesse Williams, defensive tackle from Brisbane, Australia, from Australia, defensive tackle from Australia. And then obviously right here on the roster, James Burnup, Australian punter. Coach Saban doesn't care where you're from. He just wants to bring in the highest talent. And, and really, look, let's just say, Coach, I mean, Coach, let's just say, Coach, I recruited just the state of Alabama. You just going to let Georgia uh, recruit internationally, recruit all over the world and, and, and suck in um, elite talent? No. This Justin Okoronkwo fella is uh, going to be a pretty good football player, I believe. I think he's underrated, undervalued based on based on where he's from, based on being German, because it's hard to get on these scouting radars. hard to be uh, really t- – it's hard to really understand how good he is not playing in America. 
But come on, guys, Alabama fans, we got to be better than this. Who cares where they're from? Once they, if Coach Saban wants them, if Coach Saban says this fella is good enough to be playing at the University of Alabama, then aren't we all obligated to support them? Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like I feel like that was kind of an unsettling or unsettling response from a lot of the commenters uh, right here on the Bama Central Facebook pages on the on the Twitter pages of after uh, Justin Okoronkwo commits to the Crimson Tide. Now look. Am I more excited when a Tuscaloosa kid commits to Alabama? Yes. Will conform be? I'm going to be very excited because, look, because I have that connection point, because I know I, I watched Wilkin in high school, I talked to him after high school games. Yes, that connection point is stronger for me. But we don't care where they're from. When they come into Tuscaloosa, we hope for them to we hope for them to maximize their value, as Coach Saban says. We hope for them to go to class and graduate. We hope for them to get on the field and play at a high level and represent Alabama well. Yeah, I just uh, wanted to address that as as it kind of bothered me as I was seeing this. Why is why are people saying why can't Coach Saban fill it with an American? Yeah, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, you know, it does, it doesn't matter. That's not what um, really. It's not what God, God wants everybody to love everybody. So welcome to Alabama, Justin Okoronkwo. Uh, looking forward to seeing you come to Alabama in what twelve months, uh, 12, uh, or so. And hopefully we can get an interview with Justin Okoronkwo. What I would like to do, I've got several German friends, obviously, with a Mercedes connection right here in Tuscaloosa. If we can get Justin Okoronkwo on, this is a little prepare the audience. I'd love to have uh, some of my friends record questions in German and have him answer in English and try to see what the what the uh, it, what the translation's like and how uh, how that would go. I think that'd be really funny. I think that'd be a lot of fun. So that's what happened on Sunday. Alabama got two commitments into the 2024 class. Now Alabama's up to 20, uh, up to 12, excuse me, up to 12 commits in the 2024 class. The Alabama class is ranked uh, 14th overall by by two, uh, 247. It's ranked a little higher by On3 Sports. On3 Sports with their uh, composite rankings has them a little bit higher uh, due to the fact that Alabama only has 12, uh, 12 commits. But the 12 commits that they have, I'm very excited about. I think Coach Saban has identified uh, talent that will add to this class, uh, will add to the program. Obviously, come on, as long as Coach Saban is in charge, we are going to be just fine in recruiting. So those two guys joined the class on 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 Sunday, and Alabama actually, uh, yeah, we'll keep it on the on the trend before we go over to uh, Brandon Miller in Florida. Okay, Alabama is going to be looking to add one more player tonight. Alabama is looking to add a an offensive lineman tonight, Casey Poe. Casey Poe is a four-star offensive lineman from Lindell, Texas. I uh, played when I put on the film. Uh, he's at 6'4", 290. I put on the film. He is a, t- a tackle mostly. He played guard as well for, for, for the high school, but most of the film that I saw was at tackle, probably 70-30. Yeah, 75-25 uh, play and tackle over guard. But this man, all right, one, you got to tune in tonight at 6 o'clock. To 6 o'clock, he's going to be committing. Right. And so obviously you want to get him in. Coach Saban's identified uh, him as one of one of the guys that you want to bring into the 2024 class. I think it's very important to hit on the offensive lineman because Georgia has been doing exactly that in this 2024 class. But Casey Poe, this is a little interesting to me. You're, you're making a decision tonight. Cool. Great. Do, do your thing, big man. But you, you, you've listed one, two, three, four, five, six, se- seven schools like. All right. 
usually if you're down to a decision, then this is just me, but if I'm down to a decision, I'm, I've eliminated three or four. I'm only down to my last two. I'm down to my last three. But no, Casey Post still uh, lets out that he's considering seven schools tonight, and you can, uh, you'll can you be able to follow his commitment right here on BamaCentral.com. As soon as he commits uh, to Alabama, as I expect, we'll have an article right up here on BamaCentral.com and on our socials as well. But Casey Poe, his finalists include Georgia, Alabama, Auburn, LSU, Oklahoma, Clemson, and Texas Tech? <laughs> okay. Uh, Texas Tech. Um, first, Casey Poe tweeting last week when he announced when he announced uh, that he would be committing on Wednesday, July 12th. He said, hey, we may surprise some people, so tune in. Just some whispers. Look, look, you look at the on three, you look at the prediction rankings. A lot of people are betting Casey Poe picks Alabama. I'm betting Alabama is the pick for Casey Poe. But there's some whispers, there's some rumors, there's some talk, discussion that Texas Tech will be the choice tonight. Oh my gosh. How are you going to look at that list of seven? How are you going to look at that list of seven schools and end up at Texas Tech? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't see that happening tonight, but I want to just reaffirm the young man's words. He said that, uh, he said that watch out. You may surprise some people this evening. So Casey Poe at 6 PM is looking to, or he's going to be making his commitment and the Alabama fans will be watching out and hoping that he joins the class, giving Alabama its 13th commitment, uh, overall. And what would that be? Their third offensive lineman or second offensive lineman? Cause you've already got, you've already got Joseph Iannetta, uh, that would be yeah the second offensive lineman in the class. So big, he big to get Alabama, uh, big to get Casey Poe involved. Especially man, have you seen the mountains that Georgia has pulled in in this twenty twenty four class? Six foot seven, six foot six, six foot seven, all over the place. Their offensive line is pretty much set for the twenty twenty four class. Alabama got to get on it, got to boost up the trenches. Only two defensive linemen, and if Casey Poe uh, commits tonight, it will be the second offensive lineman in the 2024 class. So what did I see when I watched the film on Casey Poe? Look, I saw, uh, like I said, we already so we already hit the size and weight, height and weight, six foot four, 290, nice size, nice, nice, nice weight. Looked like a, you know, good size high school player. His film was nice. His film was cool. He plays with good pad level and you love that for offensive linemen. That's one of the most difficult things for offensive linemen to translate into college football and and then obviously into the NFL. When you're in high school, when you're in high school, your pad level doesn't necessarily have to be that great because you are just bigger and stronger than a lot of your competition. But Casey Poe fired off the football at great pad level consistently in, in his highlight tapes. Drove off the football, gr- real good run blocker. Now, part of that is to do with competition. As you're playing, you're obviously not all going to be uh, – not everybody can match up to 6'4", 290 at the high school level. I definitely could not when I was in high school, so I was getting pushed 50 yards down the field like many opponents in the Casey Poe highlight film. I say, okay, Uh, but you do see the attitude. You see the edge. You see the drive. You see nice hips. He's able to stay low and use the the power that's in his legs to, you know, drive people off the football. So Casey Poe, I'd love to see you come to Alabama. Uh, You listed as uh, the number number four interior offensive lineman. Now, he's listed as an interior offensive lineman, but he did play a lot of tackles. A lot of tackle in his high school film. Now, granted, you come to college, things change. Uh, so he could probably play anywhere on the offensive line outside of uh, outside of center. Listed as the number 19th overall recruit in the state of Texas, 
and Steve Wilfong and many others already uh, predicting that Casey Poe will join the Alabama 2024 recruiting class tonight at 6 p.m. So keep it up with BamaCentral.com. We will be putting out an article as soon as he puts on the Alabama hat or as soon as he says roll tide, we'll be ready. Dropping an article with Alabama's 13th commitment. All right. That's how I'm feeling about recruiting for the moment. Let's see. Let's see. What else do I have on my spreadsheet today? He's commonly used name on earth. Read a book for one. Um, all right. Uh, we've hit Brandon. No, we've hit, we've hit Xavier Brown, Justin Okoronkwo. We hit Casey Poe. I want to tell everybody that we are live on Facebook, on YouTube, and on Twitter. You guys can watch us. Leave a comment on the sec- uh, Leave a comment, query, and complaint. Let's go to... Let's go to Brandon Miller. Yeah, let's go to Brandon Miller. Last night, Brandon Miller puts on an absolute spectacle at Summer League. Yes, they still lost to the Portland Trailblazers, but Brandon Miller put on his best game of Summer League like by far, by, by, by far and away. He scores 26 points. He goes 8 for 15 shooting, 50% from the three-point line, 100% from the free throw line. Ended up with six rebounds, two assists, two blocks. Only one turnover. Yes, he still had the five personal fouls, but his best game, his best game by far in NBA Summer League. Now, of course, we already hit. The Trailblazers beat him 97-93. So the Hornets are 0-3 in Summer League so far. Um, And Brandon, what did he show last night? He showed aggressiveness. He showed assertiveness. And here we go. Maybe you want to give a guy three games to show what he's going to be, especially like, look, you back it up. He spent like no time practicing with these Charlotte Hornet players. He gets drafted late in, late June. He spends a week and then he's playing summer league. Like give the young man some time to get comfortable on a new team, get comfortable on a new roster. Remember, the first time I saw Brandon Miller in person was in a summer scrimmage at Alabama. He looked amazing, but it was the first time I'd seen him. The difference was he had been working with the Alabama team for weeks ahead of time. Like, give the guy a little bit of a runway to ramp up and fly. Uh, so last night, put it on great display, attacking the basketball, attacking the basket really ferociously. Put on, uh, had a great alley oop from Nick Smith Jr. Uh, for, and, and really, I think is starting to show what kind of real player he can be in the NBA. Now, you look at the rest of the summer league, guys. Look, I know the Charlotte Hornet fans were all booing Brandon Miller because they wanted Scoot Henderson. What's Scoot Henderson doing? He's hurt. He, he, he lasts like one game of summer league. Victor Wimbanyama, I think Victor's going to be a real good player. I do. Uh, what is it? One, one of the Thompson brothers already hurt as well. Brandon Miller... Uh, you know, it, it, it really just depends on, on Victor's health and, uh, over the course of time. But Brandon really may make himself the best player in this draft class. And he started to show it last night, confidently moving the basketball around, confidently attacking the basket. He had a huge dunk. Uh, and then he obviously he missed a dunk attempt, got fouled, got fouled. Um, Nate Oates on hand watching Brandon Miller basically uh, just impressed with the young man. I think the Charlotte fans are going to love him once they get used to him, once they really uh, embrace him and see him get comfortable. Look, once he's playing with LaMelo Ball, like we said before, the court will open up and the spacing will open up. And I think Brandon's going to be able to show how deadly and how strong he really, really is. I'm sitting here watching the 90-second highlights of Brandon over and over and over again. Just took it to the rack from last night uh, and, and, and jammed it. He's going to be a special player, guys. Give the man some time. Don't be don't don't uh, don't jump on jump, jump on his back for two bad summer league games. I mean, come on, summer league is not real. 
It's literally just practice. Just practice. And then last night, Brandon Miller having a good practice with his Charlotte Hornets teammates. Yes, they lost. Uh, interestingly enough, Brandon's 26 points. 26 points was not the team high. Nick Smith Jr. was the team high with 33 points. Ended up 33 points, four rebounds, three, uh, three assists for Nick Smith Jr. Oh, man. How much fun would it have been? How much fun would it ha- would it have been to have Nick Smith Jr. and Brandon Miller both here in Tuscaloosa? Boo on you, Walton Chicken and Tyson Chicken, or you know Walton Company, <laughs> preventing that from happening last year. Nick Smith Jr. going to Arkansas uh, on a sweet NIL deal instead of coming to the University of Alabama. That would have, uh, oh my gosh, that team would have been absolutely nasty with both Brandon and Nick Smith Jr. So where are we at next? Where are we at next? Like I said, slow week, slow time in sports. We're going to get to SEC Media Days next week. We'll be happy to cover all things SEC Media Days right here on BamaCentral.com. Remember, Wednesday, Wednesday, next Wednesday, seven seven days away from Alabama Day at SEC Media Days up there in Nashville. You're going to have our guys, Dallas Turner, Kool-Aid McKinstry, and J.C. Latham up there. We talked about those three guys yesterday on the program. If you missed it, any of that, you can look up any of the programs on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on Amazon. And of course, you can watch them on playback on the BamaCentral.com uh, YouTube channel. Just type in the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central anywhere that you get your podcast. You can check out any of those conversations. So that's really where you're at going into next. Let's let's talk about a non-Alabama topic that's sort of an Alabama topic. Uh, still in the recruiting frame. Look, we hit on on three sports at the very beginning of the program, re-ranking, re-ranking its prospects as they always do. Every recruiting service re-ranks prospects. You get the high school film in, you analyze it, you rank re-rank prospects, you go see the prospects at summer camps, you go see the prospects at showcase events, and then you re-rank them. And, and ultimately, as Julian Sayan said on Monday, the rankings don't matter. The rankings do not matter. Julian Sayan still got the Alabama offer before he was given the number one overall quarterback ranking in the class. It doesn't matter. You're, you're the... the the recruiting services are not determining who's getting scholarships and who's good and who's bad. Um, and, and so Florida, okay, let's get into Florida. Florida, uh, the Florida fans saw the re-rankings and got onto on three sports's case. Got onto Shannon Terry. Got onto really everybody who's involved with uh, with with on three sports. And I ask, what? Why? Why? Just go to I, I type in on three sports is uh, I type in on three sports Florida Gators commits and I see number three overall recruiting class. This is what you guys are complaining about a top three overall recruiting class because some of your players got knocked down a couple of positions. Like, look, you still got DJ Lagway as a five star player. You still got Xavier Phil same as a five star prospect. You've got you've got. A bunch of four stars in the class. You're going to tell me that you're going to complain and, and, and cry bias over being ranked the third overall recruiting class in, in the nation? I'm sorry. You don't make any sense. You don't make any sense. Um, granted, I know that recruiting rankings are subjective, and I, I understand that. Scouts, look, I can see a player and say, oh, that's number one. And the next player says, oh, that's number four. Look, opinions vary, and that's fair. Uh Goodness gracious, but there's no bias against the University of Florida. These recruiting services um, are really, I believe, trying to rank these guys the best. They want to, they want you to go back to their classes four and five and six years down the line, and they want to say, hey, we got it right. 
Now, granted, you're not going to know until three, four, five years down the line how good these classes really are. We say that every single year. So, golly, don't worry. If your guy got knocked down a couple of slots, positional slots, Florida, it ain't, it ain't personal. On three sports is not coming after you. Why would they alienate one of their one, one of their biggest markets? Look, everybody knows how hungry Gainesville is. Everybody knows how hungry really all the SEC fan bases are. Florida being among the top fan bases in the league ain't better than Alabama. But look, it's 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 absurd for a recruiting service or or any company to alienate a big portion of their target audience. It, it is. So for the Florida fans getting in there, getting their panties in a bunch over recruiting rankings, I find it uh, laughable. I find it upsetting. I find it quite uh, just confusing, uh, re- really, as Shannon said. I mean, look, on sports is still relatively new. Maybe two years in, three years in, somewhere right there. They're about three years in, so they're still growing their brand, trying to. I mean, obviously they've hired many, a bunch of credible uh, writers, bunch of credible people. Like they're a good organization. They're not trying to tank their organization by, hey, we don't like Florida. Hey, we don't like Billy Napier. Hey, these these recruits are mean to us or something. It's absurd. It's laughable. I think it's just normal to have re-rankings and to, you know, to have a shuffle. Sure, some of Alabama's players fell. Some of, some of them rose. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think these, uh, these on-three sports guys are doing their best to rank these guys as accurately as possible. And they're only operating off the information that they have. When they get new information, when they get more information, they're able to reassess, take that into consideration and say, hey, maybe I need to move this guy up a slot or two or down a slot or two. It happens. Not personal Florida fans. Now, second thing uh, for for a fan base, Georgia. Georgia, golly, golly. And and, uh, this is, I mean, look, mom and dad, love you guys. I come from a University of Georgia household in a large way. But the Georgia fans are driving me absolutely nuts right now because we're disrespected. Nobody believes in us. Dude, that is the most hooey conversation in the world. That is the wor- That is the most foolish conversation in the world. Nobody believes in us. Kirk Herbstreit's picking Alabama. Reese Davis is picking Michigan. Um, Georgia, just because you're not picked for the national championship or to win the national championship by every pundit in the, in the world doesn't mean you're disrespected. I think everybody in the world who watches college football is expecting Georgia to be a college football playoff team. I'm going to say it. They're a college football playoff team right now. Boom. Even without, or depends on who, even with a question mark at quarterback, Carson Beck can probably take them into the college football playoff. You look at their schedule, their schedule is baby butt soft. It's very easy. They're going to, it will be very surprising for them not to be in the SEC championship. I will be shocked. So, yeah, I'm not going to – you're not – no one's disrespecting the Dallas by choosing Alabama or choosing Ohio State or choosing Michigan, choosing another program as their national championship. Georgia, you've won two national championships in a row. We respect you. You have the respect of college football. You have the attention of Tuscaloosa. You have the respect of literally everyone who plays this game. They know that Georgia is the current Kings. You fans getting yourself getting your panties in a wad, just dri- driving me nuts. Talking about disrespect. No one's disrespecting Georgia. No one. 
That's the most foolish thing in the world. Now, now Kirby is probably going to be able to mastermind his way into mastermind his way into convincing his his dogs that they're disrespected. And Kirby will do that. Hey, we're going to hunt. We're you know, and they don't believe in you. X Y Z A B C. Will that juice? Will that line of thinking last a third consecutive year? Are the dogs still hungry in that fashion? I don't know, but I think the disrespect line is laughable because no one's disrespecting the dog. Look, Georgia, you're a top three football team in the country. You're proud. You might be number one. You may be number one. Just because you're not getting picked by everyone doesn't mean you're disrespected, Georgia. So get over yourselves. Uh, get used to life on the top. This is what happens when you're when you're at the top. People take shots at you. It's not a personal thing. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm seeing it all over uh, the social media is that Georgia is being disrespected. Nobody's giving Georgia a chance. Nobody's but get No, we look, you got that. You probably have the best player in college football in Brock Bowers coming in ne- ne- next year. Brock Bowers is going to be an absolute animal. He's going to be uh, a, a freak of nature. Uh, laughable that these Georgia dogs ha- have taken this summer and turned it into we are uh, disrespected. We're, you know, no one believes in Georgia. Absolutely laughable in that fashion. So those are my thoughts on the day. We got a couple of some recruiting news. We got a little bit of uh, basketball news. We're still kind of meandering our way through the college football all season. What are we at? 450 something days away now from Alabama kicking it off against MTSU. And we cannot wait to be in there. Brian Denny Stadium will have a whole crew for Bama. Central.com will remind you next week we are going up to SEC Media Days in Nashville. Stay tuned to BamaCentral.com for all of our coverage. Katie Windham, Austin Hannon, myself, really everybody getting all in on SEC Media Days next week. What are we going to do the rest of the week on this show? I don't know about Friday, but I know about Thursday. Tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm going to continue our recruiting series. Cannot wait. We will Tomorrow, we'll talk to our fourth commit, our fourth commit in the Alabama 2024 class, Mr. Joseph Iannetta, our first offensive lineman. Joseph Iannetta will join me tomorrow to talk about his recruitment. We'll get to know him a little bit. Try to have a little fun. Try to crack these recruits open a little bit, get a good story, get to know who these guys are on a personal level, but obviously, we want to know about Joseph Iannetta as a football player as well. So Joseph Iannetta will be my guest tomorrow. A three-star recruit out of Calvary Christian High School in Clearwater, Florida, committed to Alabama last June. Uh, so really looking forward to catching up with Joseph Iannetta, seeing what his plans are for his senior year and kind of what's going on uh, with his with his recruitment and just getting to know him as a person, what his interests are, what makes him tick, and what made him choose the University of Alabama. So Joseph Iannetta will be on tomorrow. We really appreciate him uh, lining up and communicating with us to get set up. You guys can join in anytime on the comments. Uh, leave us a comment on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at JoeGaither6. You can listen to the shows on replay on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, and on Amazon. We appreciate all those platforms. We appreciate Chris Walsh putting us on each and every day. You can follow him, my boss, at Riding Walsh on the Twitter machine. Follow at Bama Central on the Twitter machine for all your news and notes. Reminder, again, we'll have the recruitment of Casey Poe at 6 p.m. tonight if he's going to uh, commit to Alabama. I think everybody is believing that he will once he actually does put on the Alabama hat. We will have that right there on BamaCentral.com. And we're going to talk to Joseph Iannetta tomorrow. So we'll continue the recruiting series with Mr. Joseph Fianetta. That's going to do it for me on the Joe Gaither Show today. I'm going to have a fun Wednesday. I hope you guys are as well. Stay just stay warm. Uh, enjoy the summer. We'll get. Stay. You know, hang on. 
hang on, the offseason's almost done. The Major League Baseball break is going to come to an end. We'll get back into the sports. We're two weeks away from NFL training camp getting started, so that means we're like three weeks away from college football training camp started. It's right here on the precipice. Hang out with us. Tell a friend about the Joe Gaither Show on Bama Central as we get into the new season. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. This was another edition of the Joe Gaither Show right here on Bama Central and BamaCentral.com.